0: Welcome to Intuitive Connections,
1: where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I am so super duper excited because I have a guest that I just met a month ago at a retreat at Cactus Blossom. Uh, Sam was one of the performers there. And the minute I met this young woman, I just knew I needed to have her on the show. And I'm so excited to share her energy with you. I'm going to give you all the little bio introduction now. Samantha Leah is a pop artist who uplifts and empowers her audience through music. Since her first release in 2017, Samantha has been experimenting with different sounds and themes, leading her to where she presently stands as a pioneer in a budding genre called high vibe. Lyrics encompass themes such as manifestation, consciousness, affirmation, self-love, and healing. Furthermore, Sam has coined the phrase goddess pop. (laughs) love that as a subgenre where she focuses on writing about the divine feminine goddess activation empowerment for empaths and tapping into the courage it takes to step into our truest and most authentic selves where have you heard that before friends Uh, She hopes to inspire us through what is, in her opinion, one of the most powerful and life-changing experiences accessible to us in the universe, which is music. Oh my gosh. I loved that. Perfect introduction. Samantha, welcome to Intuitive Connection. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Me too. Thank you. Yay. And she's Samantha Leah. So, you know, you guys remember that when you go to look up her music, which I know you're going to do. The song that you shared at the retreat, I Choose Me, which, you know, we're going to get some uh, anticipation going and you're going to sing for us at the end. It just summed up like my life for the last, mm-hmm. you know, every choice that I've made, I was like, yeah, that's my song. It's beautiful. But I have a feeling that, you know, that song is for you too. So let's start with that because I think it fits too with a little bit of your background.
2: Yeah. So I Choose Me is basically about, you know, you're on your healing journey and you're kind of past that point where you were really heavy into people pleasing, really heavy into, I have to do whatever everyone wants me to do. You're on your journey. And I feel like they're there comes a point where it's like, okay, I have been working on my confidence and my confidence in choosing my path and and not changing what I want to do based on what other people tell me I should do or what society, you know, so many things. And I wrote that song to just kind of be the inauguration of, yeah, that's it. That part of me, I, I really have the chills right now. Hardcore that part of me is i'm ready to let that go I'm, I'm ready to stop even questioning like oh am i people pleasing right now am i no like i trust myself if i want to be kind uh, to someone and and help them out that's that's not that that's me intuitively feeling it, it's just it's really just a song about really stepping into your power and not
1: looking back yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful i'm going to keep you all waiting just a little while longer but it's <laughs> beautiful and The thing I love the most about, well, I love a lot of things about the song, and it's been on continuous repeat, along with some of your other songs that I'm going to ask you about in a little bit over the last month since I first heard you perform it. Um, But what amazes me the most is you are in a very young body to Mm -hmm. come to that realization. And you know I have spent quite a few more decades on the earth than you have and um, have supported many people and my very own self in that journey of owning who we are, stepping into our power, being more authentic and understanding that, you know, when we are vibing with our, what what serves us in the highest sense, when we are really aligned with that, we cannot go wrong. And Mm -hmm. actually our service, when we choose to serve and we don't have to serve, I'm a big fan of just enjoying myself too. But when we do choose to serve, you know, we are serving others from a pure, cleaner and higher vibing place. And on top of that, it's always been said to me by the guides and boy, they are making me share that again, they're like, they're like, don't leave this part out. Caring and loving yourself is the highest form of service, Mm. right? There's, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. That is first and foremost, what you came here to do.
2: I completely agree. And when you do that, you show other people like, hey, you can do this too. And and really that's such, it's a cause of so many issues because if I'm relying on this person to make me happy and they're relying on that person to make me happy and that person's relying on the next person to make them happy, it's like, what if we all just really chose what we wanted to do and be who we wanted to be and all gave each other permission to do that by by doing that and being an example?
1: Rubbing that in, that is so beautifully put. And what a world that's going to be, which mm-hmm. I know your generation is leading the way, so very grateful for y'all. We're grateful for you guys because it's,
2: it was really hard. I feel like the energy is more conducive to, I, I don't know. It's, it's more like, it's kind of pop culture to be like, yeah, I do yoga. But I, I do feel like we always have to have respect for everyone that came before us. And she's actually just talking to somebody about like, like the ancestors went through to get to where we are today. And yeah, just super grateful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your story. You shared a beautiful story with me in the pre-chat. How did you get to where you are today? You've been a singer since you were four, Mm -hmm. right? And then you took a little break. right? So I would love to hear about that because I think that's all entwined with what we're talking about here.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. My mom always makes a joke that I started singing before talking. (laughs) So yeah, I've been singing since I was a really young child and I was... um casted as an orphan and Annie, uh, the production, the musical, when I was like four, five, something like that. I could be wrong. Maybe it was five, but I was super, super young. And I got into that world. I started doing a lot of auditions. Of course, when you're that young, you're not recognizing that your self-worth and your self-esteem is not connected to what roles you get and who tells you you're good at what you do. And it's just very confusing. So um, I was in a, in a performing arts program in high school and I just got severely depressed. And when I was a sophomore, so my second year, I quit at the end of the year. I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. I was so unhappy and I didn't understand why. I thought it was because I didn't love music, I didn't love performing, I didn't love theater, but it wasn't that at all. It was just, I was just really confused. And um I also had a whole thing with not having the creativity to Write my own stuff because I was doing a lot of theater. So you're kind of learning the roles. You're you're acting. Um, you know, I was more in that world. So I went away to school. I got my bachelor's in psychology, and I actually did a lot of writing classes there too. And I think that kind of opened the portal to me going on a trip with my family. We saw an Abraham Hicks workshop. And for anyone that isn't in that world, it's just a lot of, um, you know, uh, talk about law of attraction. In a fun, simple way, though, I feel like the the crowd there was um, just really, uh, what what do they say? They say, uh, life is supposed to be fun. right? So it, it was just very lighthearted. And somehow it led to an opening where I realized I will not be happy and I will not be living in my purpose unless I start writing and creating music again. So from there, I started doing that and I believe it's been maybe six years of that journey. And it's been um, an interesting and long journey. At first, I had no idea what I was doing. I bought my own equipment. I, you know, there's no, there's no understanding of how to do that really. But I um, started bringing in themes more so of healing themes more of, well, I have the spiritual side. I have this uh, side that is super into evolution and ascension and consciousness. How do I combine that with this other thing, this, this music that I love? I love singing. I love writing. And so over the last especially year, two, three years, that has become more prominent
1: and easier to do. Now, you grew up with this stuff though, right? I mean, I heard a little bird told me that you wrote your college essay on the vortex.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I wish I could see that essay right now. I don't even know what.
1: I don't even really remember. But yes, I did. But it's amazing. It's mind blowing to me as somebody who did not grow up in this world at all, who, you know, was a very highly intuitive person, a highly Mm -hmm. a, a big out of control empath. And probably a channeler from the day I came out of the womb, but having zero spiritual grounding or anchoring or knowledge, you know, you're sort of just floating around. So for me, like hmm. vicariously, I think, wow, what would have been like to grow up with a parent that like took me to see Abraham? Right. It's actually,
2: it's very interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's something that is interesting to look back on because there's so many ways to look at it. So I went to the first workshop, like a self help workshop, when I was I think 15 with my dad, when he was starting to get into it, and me and my dad buddies. Like, and I remember people being like, "Oh God, what did you do to get her here? Like, you must have <laughs> taken her out of the out of the sleep and and shoved her into the car." And I was like, "No, I wanted to be here." They were like, "What?" But I still believe that. Abraham says words don't teach and I feel like the things that I was surrounded by definitely it took a while for me to really understand through life experience and not just conceptual knowledge like I still had to have my a lot of dark experiences and um, a lot of losing myself honestly a lot of like drugs and alcohol even like shutting off a lot of parts of me because I um was so confused and I actually think in a way it could have led to the confusion because I was like well I know that that exists but I'm so unhappy like why are these people at these seminars saying that they're able to manifest like a million dollars like I don't get it and I feel like it just brings you to understand like you really do have to experience life to really come to
1: certain conclusions yeah I think that's brilliant and beautiful and honest yeah And I think too, it's the sprinkling of the seeds, right? It's the sprinkling of the seeds that this is possible, but then you have to live it Mm -hmm. to get to that place where you're like, oh, that's what they were saying. Oh, now I get it. Oh, now I believe this.
2: And it's so cool to look back on it and be like, oh, and it's taken, I mean, seriously, like maybe 10 years to look back and to be like, oh, so that's what that person was talking about when they asked that question and they answered that way. So it's really yeah. cool. It's like you can feel the energy of the place, but it's kind of going over your head Right when you're that young.
1: Yeah, I think it's not even young. First of all, my read on you and is it okay if I give you my read on you? Oh, I would love that. Yeah, you came into you came into this body to have these experiences. So you would you attracted that you attracted the parent to you. You probably mm. even don't tell your parent that I said this, but you probably even attracted him a little bit to Abraham, you know. I'm sure it's a shared mm. mission, but you have that energy. You just right. have that energy. So you attracted that into your space. I also can say as a parent I know that, you know, we love our kids so much and anything mm-hmm. that's working for us, anything, we just want them to be happy. We want to fix them. We want them, you know, we want to share with them. And, you know, sometimes as a parent, you don't know to take that and and maybe you don't even need to, but it's hard to take the step back and and let your kid figure it out. Let your kid mm-hmm. explore, let your kid learn, you know, my kiddos have known about the law of attraction too forever, though they've mm-hmm. never been to Abraham Hicks, but at a certain point, yet you, you plant the seeds, you let them know, this is how I choose to see the world. Now, what, what do you want? What do you want to do about mm-hmm. it? And you need the space to explore on your own because you're right. Words don't teach. I mean, I have a podcast and <laughs> I talk for a living. So I like to think the words help, but it's the energy. And, you know, Eckhart Tolle would say the words are pointers.
2: Yes. I love that. Yeah.
1: We don't get lost in the words. They're pointers. And they give us a lot even if we don't understand them. And if we try to understand them too hard. We don't understand them at all. Yes. Right? And that's where music comes in too because Mm -hmm. with music, you know, I listen to the lyrics. I hear the lyrics. There are certain lyrics and I'm a big fan. All of a sudden, I have shifted my entire musical paradigm from I've been a music fan my whole life. I'm always listening to music. But I pretty much only want to listen to uplifting stuff right now. It's what my soul needs. Same. Same. Yes. And I think is what the planet needs. And I wasn't listening to the most depressing music to begin with anyway, but it's just I just love the really inspiring, you know, affirmation made song. Yep, same. But the music makes a difference too, right? The vibration, the tone, it it softens the message because you know, you're lost in the melody and the words kind of float on by as opposed to you know sitting down with a book where you're trying to understand something from that solely left brain place which will never ever in a million years get you there you'll you'll have some ideas and you'll have something to reach for but it'll never sink in for real until you experience it
2: right it's a universal language so a lot of it is feeling and maybe the lyrics go over someone's head or maybe they don't even understand English but maybe they just feel good when they're tapped into the song and I completely agree. I feel like when you're focused on words and trying to really understand it and trying to get there, sometimes music just softens that and makes it more of a good experience. Like You might be listening to some uplifting music while you're cooking, you're doing something else, you're driving, and you're, you're just more capable of tapping into that message rather than being like, okay, I really need to sit down and I need to understand this right now. I need to make my life better in this
1: moment right now. Right. And it puts us in our creative brain too, mm-hmm. which is so much more receptive. Yes, yeah, receptive. Yeah. So that you're hearing it, you're feeling it, you're imbibing it in a much softer, we keep using the word softer, but it's important in a more like receptive way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love it. Plus, your music in particular is super danceable. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I love to dance. So yeah. to have the combination of moving my body and listening to uplifting and inspiring and beautiful lyrics. I mean, it's the freaking trifecta.
2: Mm, yeah, I I feel like that took a really long time for me to um, really figure out just creating the sound. And I knew I at a certain point, I was like, okay, I really need to figure out how to make this music. You know, like I love writing love songs. Like I love writing about like other stuff, but I, I really love sending a message to people and inspiring people through the music. But it took a long time to really get to a sound where it's like I feel like I it's the best of both worlds you could just listen to the music just to feel good and be like yeah cool she might be saying some cool stuff and maybe it's a positive message great I don't care I'm dancing or you might be super honed into the lyrics and like of course you're enjoying that you could dance to it but you might be focusing more on the lyrics and I feel like that's really my goal is to make music that has both elements like it makes you feel good and it it inspires you and it has that message and it connects to your healing journey somehow but also you might just want to listen to it to like go outside
1: and put in your headphones and just dance to music that is exactly what was happening as I got prepared for this episode you little intuitive thing I was sitting in my back I wasn't sitting I was in my backyard with the headphones on enjoying your beautiful sound so yeah it's it's a thing yeah and it was beautiful
0: It's coming up for me to ask, too,
1: because for a lot of artists, and I know even on this podcast, which I also hope is uplifting because that is like my whole jam. But, you know, more and more, I feel inspired to share my life in the show. And my life is, is pretty damn awesome. But, you know, I got stuff. I'm a human being. And so how do you navigate that? Because I feel that, you know, your music is your artistic expression. My writing and my podcasting when I do the solo episodes is sort of my artistic expression. And a lot of us does come out through that. And sometimes we got something we got to work through. Mm. So how do you navigate and feel okay with that when the goal is to be uplifting and yet, you know, you're a human being in human skin. And I know some of our creation does come from our uncomfortableness.
2: Yeah, I I actually am really excited about continuing to release music because a lot of what I'm working on right now, a lot of it is about identifying issues in my life that I feel are there but then seeing the lesson in it and that's my new favorite style of writing right now because I don't solely resonate with just happy music all the time that is not actually if anything I listen to a lot of uh, darker stuff for lack of a better word not lyrically but you know like heavy bass music and just stuff that really gets you into like your lower chakras
1: honestly like Well, they're all good. I love all my chakras.
2: Yeah. So like more like animalistic stuff, like electronic music that really just makes you just, yeah, tap into that part of you. And so just solely focusing on like, yeah, life is good. Like that's not real to me. And I feel like authenticity is really what I stand for. So I have a lot of stuff coming out that actually like really looks at, "Mm, this is not um, going well but why did i create this or this is not going well but what is this experience trying to show me teach me and i feel like actually writing that lyrically it just took time for me to understand how to do that because it's it's not an easy feat and to make it sound good like how do you bring people to listen to that that maybe just like want to listen to good music. It's It's been a really interesting journey trying to figure that out. But I'm really excited for the stuff to come for that reason. Do you
1: find that you learn from the writing?
2: Oh, yeah. And honestly, I feel like it is not mine. Like, I, it's a collaboration. And I see that more and more by how quickly things, the lyrics come to me when I'm in that receptive state, I just know that it's like my brain is not doing that on its own. Like, there's no way. Because some of the stuff I'm like, wait, whoa, that's really good.
1: Like, thank you. <laughs> well, well, first of all, I think you can take a little bit of credit for the really good, my beautiful friend. Totally. <laughs> you are the vessel and the conduit right. and you are playing along too. And you know, the guides, the angels, the universe, the whatever you believe it's all coming from, your highest self, and I think it's kind of a little bit of of everything there, Mm -hmm. you know, chose you for the exact vessel to the expression of exactly what you are here to express. And there's nobody else that could do it other than you, exactly how you do it. So when you cherish that about yourself and you really own that, then the sky's the limit about how you can co-create your personality self your higher mm. self like that's when those things all align and and the real amazing magic happens
2: I completely agree and I feel like it's taken so much work and and practice to get to this point that I'm like okay I understand why why I was chosen for this because like I was saying it's it's not simple to make a song catchy but to say something that really matters so I feel like I can look at my life and just how much effort it took, like really writing every day and and really believing that at some point it would all come together, even though it looked like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How do I combine wanting to help people heal? Like, I don't want to be a, a coach. I don't want to be a therapist. I mean, I basically went to school to become a therapist. And I was like, that's not it, though. And I was like, do I do a grad school program in music therapy? I'm like, no, that's not it either. So I'm like, I know that I'm supposed to combine like this world of intuition and spirituality and connection with mainstream music, but how? So I do definitely... I give myself props for somehow finding a way to combine
1: those two things. (laughs) It's beautiful. And one thing that's come up a bunch of times, um, and now seems like the perfect time to share it with your permission, is that your journey earlier on, your journey around, you know, playing a role and being who other people wanted you to be or feeling like if they don't like me, I'm wrong rather than they're wrong. And that mm. whole jam that you went through and and the whole experience that you had, and if I'm not explaining it well because you were there and I wasn't, please stop me. But that whole experience of having to be disingenuine or the, mm. the verb that's coming through, which is not a verb, is disingenuined, mm. right? So that you could find yourself again. That's what's going to help you now. Look, I just got a tingle and I never get tingles. Mm. Like that's a really legit path to take because you go through that experience where you lose yourself when you find yourself again, you're not going to ever lose it.
2: Yes. And actually when you were saying playing those roles, so playing roles as in like, oh, I got to be this person. I got to do what I'm supposed to do in society. But then I thought like, oh, wow, it's also a double meaning because I was literally playing roles like characters and shows and auditioning for... Like I wasn't doing any of my own original writing or creating. So it's interesting. But yeah, there is literally no going back. Yeah, It's almost like when you have your heart broken for the first time and you're just... It just creates a new version of you where you're like, wow, like the pain and really just any like hardcore pain. But that's just the first thing that came up. But I feel like that journey just you really rise from the ashes. And with this journey, I mean, I've had so many people tell me like, no, that's not going to work. No, you got to dye your hair that color. No, you have to look like that. No, you have to do your makeup that way. People who were in the music industry being like, well, I don't know what to do with you. So who are you? Like, are are you trying to be like Ariana Grande? Are you trying to be like blank, blank, blank? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I just look myself. And they're like, no, like, we have to categorize you or else it's not going to make sense to people. And so getting through
1: all of that, I just feel like there's
2: no going back.
1: Yeah. And what a tremendous, again, strength of character that you have to have to stay true to you through all of that. So give yourself a hug. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. And and it's true, too, because, you know... It's my greatest belief. We already talked about this before, but the individual journey that we take to, you know, come home to ourselves through all the craziness of this world, that individual journey that we take, and and it has many paths and parallel motions. And, you know, it's not like a linear thing that, you know, you go from point A and then you're done. I mean, life is a continuing process, but the individual journey or journeys that we take each lifetime that we lead, it's my belief that that in and of itself is our contribution to the universe. Like that in itself is enough. If I did not have this podcast, if I did not give a single intuitive reading, write a single book, my contribution would still be enough. It's always enough. It's always enough. Yeah. But it's also really cool when you see someone really all in it like Mm. you are, you know, because that's a huge ripple you're creating, even just by being you. Mm. And then while you're at it, why not, you know, share that with other people, then, you know, that's just the icing on the cake. I love it. It's very true. Mm. So I feel like, yeah, you know, you have a path that you can kind of envision based on, on things that you know, things that you've learned. And yet you also know that I'm a trailblazer. And I'm prepared to be a pioneer. And I got to do this my way. And I got to be a little ahead of the Mm -hmm. path. And when you're ahead of the path, my friend, you have to be way strong, confident in your vision because you're ahead of the path. So you're forging the way. So you can't expect anyone to look around and go, oh, yeah, you know, there's that well-groomed trail over there. Go follow that, man. You're making it.
2: Right. And I feel that. in. It's taken a lot of feeling that, but then going the other ways and being like, oh, okay, I guess I will dye my hair that color if you say I have to. Is it working? And yeah, it's just like, wow, this is not like I could feel my soul like (laughs) ripping out of my body. Like, no, like this doesn't feel right. And I'm not standing in my
1: purpose. Right.
2: And that's killing me. (laughs) Like it doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah. And follow that, you already know to follow that. And know two, you are like right on the cost board isn't gonna matter because climbing up that wave and getting to the top is like the harder part. But once you're surfing, it's like everyone's going to be like, "Look at that girl up there on the wave. <laughs> what what the heck is she doing? I got to I got to have more of that." So just know that. Know that like the hard part is is mostly over. The hard yeah. part is was you saying no 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 I choose me. I
2: seriously feel that. And I love that visual of the surfing. Like, oh man, like I got to get out there with the board. (gasps) (sighs) I can't breathe. And then you just finally get on top of there and it's like,
1: ah, right, I'm riding this wave. And, you know, you can listen a little bit to the surfing instructor to a certain point. But when you get on that wave, you know what's possible and only you know what's possible because it's your freaking surfboard, your freaking moment and your freaking wave. Yes. Love it. I want to hear a little more about your creative process because, Mm. you know, I'm fascinated by that. We all have a different process and I do believe that, you know, and I teach this and I believe this intuition is, you know, whenever we're doing anything really well, we're listening to our intuition, but gosh, when we're creating it, because your whole mission and purpose here on earth is to create, we are creators no matter what we do, but when we are creative creators, that's when the soul really, really, really has an opportunity to shine. So I I Mm. want to hear about your experience.
2: Mm. It takes different forms, but I love driving and creating melodies. There's something that I've always just loved and that was meditative about driving for me. Um, Even walking, I'm rarely stagnant, like just sitting down. It happens sometimes, especially if I'm in a studio with somebody, but I love movement. So I feel like that gets it flowing for me, but it really depends. Sometimes I create melodies in my head. And I would bring it to a producer. Um, Sometimes I have something very, very... Like maybe just a, a little bit of a guitar. Nothing crazy. Just something super simple. For me, the first thing that comes are melodies. And then the words fill in. Really honestly, for the most part, on their own. It's not something that I feel... Honestly, and it feels like kind of weird to say this, but I don't experience writer's block...
1: Why is that weird? That's good. That means Um, you're out of the way. I almost
2: feel, oh no, it's coming back The people pleasing. Um, I almost (laughs) feel bad for saying that because I know that that's something that a lot of writers deal with. And a lot of writers I know personally that it really is something they struggle with. And I don't experience writer's block and I really never have. It just, yeah, of course, sometimes I write something and I'm like, "Uh, that's not good. But I never stop myself from writing that thing that doesn't sound that good. And I think that that's really why I don't have the writer's block because I'm not really judging. I mean, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, what? Like, that's not good at all. But it's not, I'm never really harsh to myself about it.
1: Well, it's just so much fun, is what I think. I think it's when it comes fun. through, it's so much fun and you're happy to. It's like when you're singing in the shower or when I'm dancing in my backyard. I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about how I look. Right. Where I live, all of my neighbors could see me, but we all face the ocean. So they're not looking in my direction. No one I'm always like, I could be standing here naked. No one's looking at me. Um right. I'm not, though. I'm always dressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, for real. I wouldn't be. (laughs) Well, you know what? It is possible that the houses behind me could see over my house and see me. I've never tested that theory. (laughs) I'll keep my shirt on. Aerial view. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. I had a new friend introduce me to barefoot hiking, which is now my favorite thing to do. And Mm. so, a lot of times, I do uh, barefoot trail dancing. You know? Yeah. But in those moments, right? Like, no one's looking at me. I don't care. I'm just moving. I'm having fun. There's no self critique, there's like, I don't give up. You know what I mean? And I, I, right. I get the image that when you're creating, you're just having fun. So whatever so comes fun. through, comes through. And again, if something great comes through, that's wonderful. But it's the process that you're enjoying so much and the product, it, it comes and goes.
2: Yeah. And I really feel like it is a conversation with me and whatever you want to call that part of the universe that I know is a collaboration with, because I'm almost like, wow, that's good. And it's like, yeah, I'm talking to me. I'm talking to whatever is in the works with me. And, you know, people like ask me, what do you do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, I don't know because I love writing and that's what I do for fun. Like, I'm excited to go on a drive because I know I'm going to put on something that inspires me and I'm going to write something and it just feels satisfying to me.
1: Beautiful. And I wouldn't apologize for licking your music. And I wouldn't apologize for not having writer's block. Oh, my God.
2: I know. I'm like, I don't even want to say this right now.
1: I know. We all do it, though.
2: Right. It's like that voice that's like, it's there. But I'm like, no. Like, I know that that's just hush, little baby. Like, it's not going to affect me. But it is a weird thing when you're around people that are like, man, I just like, don't have it. I Like, it's just not coming to me. I'm not in my creative zone. And I'm like... I just wrote five songs today.
1: (laughs) Right. And we don't ever have to apologize for our own abundance, you know? And that person who's struggling isn't lesser than you. They don't need you to fix or heal them, right? They're just in a different zone and they're doing their thing and their thing is perfect for them. Right. And I've been there. Yeah. Look, I was on a a writer's block for uh, 20 years, Um, you know, and now it's coming through me again. And those were the 20 years that, you know, my writer was on mute. That's okay. I actually right. had an astrologer say, like, you have the chart of someone who's a really good writer, but between this period and this period, you're, I bet you didn't do a lot of writing, right? Whatever. I don't know how this stuff works. Right. But when we honor ourselves where we're at and own that, then we can let everybody else to be exactly who they are. Absolutely. And then we don't have to apologize for who we are. You know, like celebrate your own awesomeness. Love that. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. And that's what they need too, right? Absolutely. And-
2: like I said, I have fully been there. I mean, yeah. it wasn't until very recently, actually, even though it feels like the norm, that I could sit here and I could I could write a song on spot right now and it would take 10 minutes.
1: Oh, I want to see that.
2: <laughs> I've actually done a show before where I didn't have the second verse finish and I performed it and what I did is... It was actually for I Choose Me. That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I had the second verse open and I told the the people, I said... So this song is about my life as an empath. I'm finally getting to a place where I'm choosing myself. Give me three words. And they gave me three words. And then I wrote it on a board. And then I played the song. And while the song was playing in that, I mean, maybe it's a minute. I don't know. I wrote the second verse using those words. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's very quick now but it was not always like that but that's really where practice comes in you do something every day or or just frequently in general you're going to get better at it
1: yeah but i think for you too it's simply you have so much more trust in the conduit right and you know how to set up the conditions really quickly for it to come through and you get out of the way true right yeah. that's what i see yeah and you also just you're on such a path young lady You're not a young lady. (laughs) Young lady. You're a young lady. What the heck? (laughs) You're on such a beautiful path. I don't think you could stop it if you tried. Mm. All right. Are you ready to sing for us and share about how you choose you? I am so ready to hear.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's see. Where should we start? I'll start from the beginning. Why not? All right. Liquor just don't hit the same in this new phase of life. Barely ever entertain. Something just don't feel right I got one foot in my former life One foot into something new Tell my family everything alright But inside I'm a bit confused Feeling like the path that I've been on Ain't the one that I'm supposed to do Be myself or be someone else. Now, which one will I choose? I know that they might not get it, but I choose me. They might think I'm crazy, but let them, because I choose me. Some people might even get jealous, but I choose me. I need to do what makes me happy, so I choose me. I know that they might not get it, but I choose
1: me. Stunning, beautiful, inspiring, and seriously one of my favorite songs right now. Thank you so much for sharing that beautifulness. That's beautifulness. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. I have a couple more questions before we wrap up. I can't believe how our time is almost gone. You got to tell me, what is the sun code? Mm. That's another one of my favorite of your songs. So I want to know what is the sun code? Because I'm a sun lover. And when I'm Mm. dancing in the sun on a dusty trail in my bare feet listening to that song, I want to know what I'm I'm singing about. Sometimes I sing too.
2: Ooh. So, oh man, yeah. I, I know you're a sun lover. I remember you saying that. So I am a sun lover. And sun codes to me are the DNA upgrades you
1: receive when you're in the sun. I love that. Now, is that an actual thing? Because I actually Googled sun codes before this to see if I could find what they were supposed to be. And I found nothing like that. Really? that's kind of what I figured you meant. I don't know. I have no background or knowledge of that, you know, and I'll tell you something else. And it's partially how she's dressed, friends, but I don't even think so. I know that I had at least one past life in Egypt, probably more than one. Yeah, same. I was seeing you immediately there. And one of the ones that's been given to me, some I remember, but one was given to me is about a past life pretty early on around receiving the energy of the sun
0: Mm. and,
1: you know, transmitting and, you know, being a human vehicle for, you know, turning that into energy that was of a healing nature, like in a more explicit way. So I don't know, maybe that is one of the many ways in which our paths have crossed before.
2: I could see that because I was definitely in Egypt too. and. Yeah, I have such an affinity for the sun.
1: Yeah.
2: So I've I've heard Sun Codes somewhere. I don't even know where. It might have been in some random channeling from I don't know who, but I don't know how that found its way into that song. But the way that I perceive Sun Codes is like literally the codes that you're receiving into your third eye from the sun.
1: I love that. That's exactly what it meant to me. Yeah. But I didn't know why, but it resonates deeply. It's a beautiful song. All of Mm -hmm. Samantha's songs are beautiful, but um, that's one of my favorites because I love the sun. And I do feel that the sun is my healer, my teacher. Me too. And I feel great affinity with that energy. And I also like, I'm also usually tanned. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. I know. I'm usually out in the sun more. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it was raining a lot and I actually, well, that was enjoyable to get that. But yeah, the sun, it's always been my healer. It's actually the reason why I moved. I'm sure it was a big reason for you too, but I left the East Coast because it just spoke to me. It was like, this is a part of your healing.
1: Yeah. It's a different energy here. Yeah. My whole life, I always used to say the hardest place I ever lived in my life was New York City hmm. Just because it's just as a as an empath and someone who I'm a nature girl, man, I need I need to be near nature. And it, it was 12 very interesting and intense years probably would not choose to do it again. Nothing against it. I love New York. Right. I lived within two hours of New York my entire adult life. Mm. But during that time, I would have these random thoughts float through my head. When I live in Southern California, that's going to feel like a lot better for me. Right. And here you are. You know, and this was when I was probably your age. Mm -hmm. I'm in my 30s is when I was Mm -hmm. living there. So it's really funny because at that point, I was married to someone who worked in finance. So coming to Southern California was like not. Oh, God. That was like a remote possibility like that we are going to come out here. But it's funny now because I I, part of me always knew that this is Mm -hmm. where I belonged, at least for now. I'm loving it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I ask everybody on the show, Sam, how do you experience your intuition?
2: Hmm. For me, I feel like it just feels like the right thing. So I will say I've always been confused when I'm in like spiritual gatherings. And I've had, you know, my dad, you know, my dad, and he's super connected. And he sees a lot, like he'll see energies. And, and he just is a big feeler. For me, I feel like... It's just more subtle and it's more of a subtle knowing. I also receive information through lyrics. So I'll get lyrics in my head from songs and I'll be like, why is that song in my head? And then I'm like, okay, wait, what is? what was it saying again? Because it'll just be something that comes into my head. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. That's like one of my favorite things that happens to me because I'm like, wow, that is so like... I haven't heard that song in like 17 years. Like this is something I heard when I was a child and just pops into my head. I'm like, oh, okay. I see.
1: Yes. That's a really common way to hear our intuition. Mm -hmm. And we had a guest on the show years ago. That's like her whole thing. Like Mm -hmm. she gets everything in like Disney song lyrics. I love that. Yeah. Like she's written books about it. She's like known as a singing medium. I mean, I don't know, but it's a very common way to hear Yeah. You know, and our guides are going to get to us however they need to get to us. And, you know, they know what to tweak. And the one thing I would say to you, again, a little more free wisdom that wants to come through, you know, sometimes when you have a very powerful person in your family, right, that Mm -hmm. is demonstrating their spirituality in a particular way. Mm -hmm. You know, particularly if it's a parental figure, because we always want to like we always want to please the parent or right. just we, we idolize them. We look up to them like, you know, right. our parents as children are our gods, whether they earned it or not. And I happen to know your dad's a really nice guy, mm-hmm. but it's also important to know that you're not going to have the same experience.
2: That was a huge journey for me.
1: Yeah, your experience is yours mm-hmm. and it's not going to be anything like, you know, and I work with so many, you know, young people when they're just at that cusp of leaving home and mm-hmm. helping them to understand now that you're an adult, you get to pick and choose. Right. You find you, you find your own anchor, you find your own connection. And then you say, I like this thing that they're doing. Right. And this like, what the heck? <laughs> like that doesn't resonate with me at all. It's mm-hmm. not just dis- my kids are doing the same darn thing. It doesn't mean they don't love me. It means right. that they're figuring out who they are you know, and I've been a role model to a point and, you know, some kids rail against the role model too. That's a whole nother way to do it. I don't want to be anything like my mother, you know, that works out the exact same way.
2: Yeah. That's been such a journey for me. Yeah. I think that's also part of the interesting journey of going to those workshops when you're younger. Right. It took me a while to find myself apart from that influence and to realize, wow, not everything that resonates for him resonates for me. And, That's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that I'm not powerful. That doesn't mean, yeah. I I feel like over the last few years... You
1: are so powerful.
2: (laughs) That was a a journey in itself. It really was. Yeah. And even just, you know, seeing people who could channel in the way of like true channeling and and seeing like psychic mediums and seeing people who write books from this channeled state and just accepting and learning to love the way that my guides come through me. And being open to, of course, all of those things in the future, I'm sure I'll dabble into whatever. It doesn't matter because I've just realized like it's okay if I don't see like people's auras. Like, yeah, I love the way that my guides speak to me. I love that I have these lyrics come through my head. It's so cool. And that's been part of my process of like becoming confident.
1: Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And when I teach intuition development, which I've been doing now for over a decade. Because this is what worked for me. I always teach people to tune in and know how your, your intuition's already working for you because mm-hmm. there's no one on this planet that doesn't have it. And if you look and you see what's happening for me, right? And try to be like me, well, you're doing yourself a huge disservice because you're not going to be me. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I like me very much. I honor the way that my circumstances, my being, my experiences have created just the perfect vessel for what I'm here to do. But so have yours. So mm-hmm. have yours. And so when you can start to do you, that's when it all opens up. Agreed. So I love that. Oh my God, I could talk to you forever. I know. I'm like, oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> we'll do this again. I'm sure. Okay. People want to find you. They're definitely going to want to listen. Where do they go? What do they do?
2: All streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon, really wherever you listen to music, it's
1: Samantha Leah. All of my music is on
2: all of the streaming platforms.
1: Yay. So we'll have all the links there as we always do, but she's really easy to find. Just look for I Choose Me or any Manifesting Miracle. Oh my God, so many good songs. Mm -hmm. Before we wrap up, Samantha, is there anything else you want to share with listeners? I just feel like we all
2: are here to be ourselves and to be authentic. And something I've realized is that when you're not in that space of feeling connected and feeling like in, you're in your purpose or or whatever, connecting to people and doing that thing that you love to do or those things, whether it be just like dancing outside like you love to do, whether it be writing, it doesn't even have to be something that's labeled as creative, but whatever it may be for you, that you're here to do that and say you're somebody who is a poet and you've been cutting yourself off from it feeling like, oh man, I, I can't do that thing. Like I, I was told by society that this is stupid. Well, that poem, you might, you might write a poem or you might be meant to write a poem that finds its way to somebody that reads that poem and it changes them forever or it, it stops them from doing something really harmful to themselves. So I guess I want to say that Whatever your intuition is guiding you to do, it matters more than you think. We're all like little cells that come together in in a body of of humanity, of, of the collective. And all of us, like, play that role no matter what you've been told.
1: So... Do whatever it is that that makes you happy. (laughs) Such wise and beautiful words. Sam, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad I got to do this. Love my life so much that I get to have these conversations. I hope all of you guys listening had as much fun as I think we did. So much fun. We'll have all of Sam's information in the show notes. And yeah, namaste. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. Thank you so much again and Namaste.
0: Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.